Welcome to the Shit Talk Tango, the future hit podcast where an accountant, no, no, not that kind, and a fellow corporate millennial watch celebrities perform ballroom dancing routines and judge as if we have any right to be doing so. We do not. Are you a Dancing with the Stars fanatic or a newbie? Either way, you can cut right in. Each episode, we'll be recapping this week's Dancing with the Stars and provide our thoughts on the celebrities' performances on and off the dance floor. On this week's episode, we'll discuss what we both know about Dancing with the Stars, the format and scoring system on the show, background on the judges, and our initial thoughts on the celebrity contestants of Season 30. In future episodes, we'll begin our journey on Season 30 of Dancing with the Stars, and we'll recap our thoughts on celebrity performances and judges' commentary each week. We're your hosts. I'm Meg. And I'm Jenna. And it's time to do the Shit, shit Talk, talk Tango. tango. <laughs> Maybe we should do that line one last time. Let's get into it. Here we are, episode zero of the Shit Talk Tango. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing really great. It's um, been a lovely Tuesday. We're here recording a late night podcast, and I honestly couldn't be more excited. Me too. Me too. I've actually got a great little setup. I'm sitting here looking out the window at the beautiful view of the city, and I'm just ready to talk some shit. <laughs> So, Jenna, let's start with, what do you know about Dancing with the Stars? Not much. I only learned recently that it was uh, a show about ballroom dancing. I really just thought it was a show about D-list celebrities. So I was excited to hear that there was another component to it. My mom (laughs) watched Dancing with the Stars. She um, used to record it and then just, like, fast forward through all of the, like, hoopla and just watch the dances. So I've seen a few dances here or there, but I've never seen a full show I've never seen a judges panel. I don't, I don't even know who the judges are. I don't know any of the dancers. Um, so I'm really looking forward to kind of like going into the show blind and, you know, really giving you my, my true and honest feelings about it. I really am excited for you to go on this journey. I think just knowing you and knowing, you know, what you think is funny, uh, I think you're going to ha- have a lot of laughs. Maybe, and but, but also quite possibly some tears, you know. They play with your heartstrings on this show. I've been known to cry at some real wackadoo things. So I'm excited for the challenge. I'm happy to be walking hand in hand with you in this journey. You, on the other hand, have been watching Dancing with the Stars for a long time. So what do you know about Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> I probably know more than I should admit about Dancing with the Stars because I do actually remember watching the first season. And I remember Kelly Monaco. And I think I only remember her because she came back on a later season of the All-Stars, but I remember she was the winner and she beat the dude who played Elaine's boss on Seinfeld. I don't know that actor's name. That's like always just stuck out in my head that they were like the final two. And I've watched it pretty much ever since. And I just love the show. I just can't get enough. So have you watched all 30 seasons? I definitely haven't watched all 30, but I'd say probably... 25 of the 30 there was a time in college before dvr existed and that's a lot of dancing with the stars so like in recent history you really haven't missed a season like in the last five years you've consistently been watching dancing with the stars on monday night that's correct and sometimes on tuesday because they used to have it be two nights but luckily they cut that down 
Why did you start watching it? Why was it interesting to you? Well, I grew up dancing, so I danced until I was in like my freshman year of high school, and I always loved dancing and performances. I love Broadway shows. I love musicals. So there's just a lot of that aspect to the show, just a lot of theatrics, and it's really fun. Also, you know, I'm kind of a pop culture junkie. So there's definitely certain seasons that they have way better casts, or they have you know much more interesting casts, and that always kind of like lures you lures you in, which is actually kind of how you and I got started talking about this show was you had texted me because I think you said exactly like the season looks fire I might have to start watching Dancing with the Stars we're gonna have to talk about that a little later and we'll go we'll deep dive into who really got me excited and kind of pushed me into into this crazy journey that we're about to be on are there any celebrities that really stand out to you as as Dancing with the Stars all-stars so I really love Sean Johnson, the U.S. Olympic gymnast, and she competed twice. She's on a season, like a regular season, and she won, and Mark Ballas was her pro, who was one of my, he's not really on the show anymore, but one of my older fave professional dancers, and then she came in second place on Dancing with the Stars All-Stars, but she was robbed by... Melissa Rycroft. She did a great <laughs> job, but Sean Johnson deserved to win, and I will stand by that till the day I die. <laughs> it's wild, the stances I have on Dancing with the Stars. Well, I'm excited to dive into those stances. We're sure that you're going to have a lot of hot takes that will come out during the course of this podcast. I look forward to deep diving into those. You mentioned Dancing with the Stars, All Stars. Is that a standout season for you? That was definitely a really fun season just because it was a lot of really good dancers, right? They brought a lot of the past winners back. So everybody, they already knew how to ballroom dance. The first few weeks of the show, you'll notice, are a little more on the comical side because there's like a handful of people that are going to be really terrible at ballroom dancing and they'll just never get it. And it's sometimes painful to watch, sometimes funny. Sometimes they kind of own it. They know that they're not that good. So they like make a joke about it, kind of make it even funnier. But anyway, so you'll see that. But that season didn't have a lot of that. The the all-star season didn't have that a lot of that, of course. Yeah. And you didn't miss that kind of goofy underlying tone of like the basketball players who don't know how to get their lines straight or whatever the terminology is we'll dive into it later (laughs) I I didn't miss it I mean I think if it was all the time I would maybe miss it but for the season it was really nice that's great so for us newbies let's talk about the format of the show and I'd love to know just like how how does it work like what what does the show look like every season there's a group of celebrities this season there's 15 celebrities that are you know, selected by the powers that be at ABC. And <laughs> I would really love to be a part of that process. But yeah, so they pick the group of celebrities and then they pair them up a week before the show. So we don't, the audience won't find out that who the celebrity is paired up with until the premiere. So right now we know which celebrities have been selected. We know the group of professionals that they are going to be paired with the celebrities, but we don't know who they've been matched up with. And that's always a really interesting thing to just see who got matched together. Like, do they look like they're going to fit well together? And then you sort of watch their relationship unfold throughout the season. And that's always fun. It seems like kind of a crazy process. Like there's definitely got to be celebrities that the dancers are like, yes, I I would love to be paired with them. And then there's celebrities where they're like, Yo, that lady looks like she has two left feet. That seems a, a bit unfair. So I'm excited to see how it all comes shakes out. 
There has definitely been some drama, you know, historically about professionals getting the better celebrities than other professionals. So once the celebrities are paired with their dancer, their choreographer, their partner, all of the above, it sounds like this person wears many hats during the role on their show. What's the next step? So they choose a dance theme and a type to kind of go along with it. Tell me more about that process. The celebrity and the their partner, the pair, they get assigned a dance style for the week. We'll get into the styles in a few minutes, but they get assigned a dance style and they get assigned a, also their music. They can, well, I believe they can make requests for music, but they can't always be accommodated. So sometimes they get assigned a piece of music that they have to work with. And then you were right, the professional dancer that they are paired with is really responsible for the whole production. So, you know, the whole week prior to the live show, they will not only be working with their celebrity on getting them up to speed on like technique and actually teaching them the dance but they're also designing the set designing the choreography designing the costumes and the styling for hair and makeup so they really are responsible for the performance from top to bottom Uh, so then we you know they have that one week we make it to the live show night they perform usually in front of a live studio audience I'm not sure what they're doing Uh, Right now, given COVID, the last season was no live audience. We shall see. We shall see. And they perform their dance. And after they perform, there are a panel of judges who gives them a score between 1 and 10, with 10 being the best. And typically, this total score they can earn is 30, but then usually there's three judges. This season, there's actually going to be four judges. We'll get into the judges a little bit later, but four judges. So each dancer this season will be able to get a total of 40 points. Ooh, interesting. And then in order to stay on the show, it's not just about your judges scores you also have to get the votes of North America historically have not been a big voter but I think this season we might have to you know commit oh I'm definitely going to be a big voter I will tell you when I watch these kinds of shows I'm here to vote I'm here to give my opinion yeah so then each week not the first week but starting on the second week the person with the lowest combined judges scores and the votes from the prior week gets eliminated until we get all the way down to the the final four that compete for the championship And what are we fighting for other than just like the glory of being the winner of Dancing with the Stars? You are fighting for the mirror ball trophy. And and what is it's that? It's a giant disco ball that says Dancing with the Stars. It's literally just a giant a giant disco ball. Giant disco ball on top. It says Dancing with the Stars on it. Wow. And is there a history to the trophy? I think it's always been around. It's just always been the mirror ball trophy. The coveted. I think they call it the coveted mirror ball trophy. Wow. Since I, I just found out that this was all ballroom dancing, when I first heard about Dancing with the Stars, I thought... Oh, it must just may- be making them dance at all kinds of dance, but it, it is specifically ballroom, which is really funny. <laughs> what what are the different kinds? Do you know much about ballroom dancing? Like, what are the different kinds of ballroom dancing? I love, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So I've definitely learned a lot about ballroom dancing from watching Dancing with the Stars. I did not have a history <laughs> of ballroom dancing prior to the show. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I've learned just from the the rough streets of Dancing with the Stars and the self-taught ballroom dancing experts. So there's different styles. There's Latin style, American style, and some of the popular Latin styles are the cha-cha, the jive, the pasa doble, the rumba, and the samba. You'll definitely see all of those throughout the season on Dancing with the Stars. The popular American style dances are the waltz, the tango, the foxtrot, the quip step, and the Viennese waltz. Again, I've seen all of those on the show, and they'll do each episode, you know, there'll be a a few different types of dances. So we're not just going to see everybody perform the same style. We'll get to see different styles every week, but each couple will perform each type, you know, depending on how long they stay throughout the season. 
Well, they identify what kind of dance. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to have to memorize the difference between the cha-cha and the fox No, the judges always, in their critiques, remind you what they would have been looking for. So what kind of content is specific to the cha-cha, to the waltz? So are they looking for certain hip action? They talk about hip action a lot. Posture. I'm excited to score all of these people on my own with my limited knowledge of ballroom dancing. So I guess you should probably explain to me how the scoring for ballroom dancing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very subjective because it is just a judge using their personal preference and experience as their baseline for the judging. But there are a handful of pretty common criteria that if you were to speak with a ballroom dancing judge, which I've never done, but I Googled it and what they look for is, you know, the following items. So uh, posture, you will hear them talk about posture a lot. We Googled it. We did Google it because I don't know any ballroom dancing judges right now, though hopefully I will soon. But (laughs) yeah, so if you're listening to this and you have any connections to ballroom dancing judges, let us know. We want to we want to meet them. We want to interview them. We want to talk to them. But for now, we we are resulting to Google. So this is what we found. Yeah. So, okay. One of the key items is posture. And you will hear the judges talk about this a lot. That think about like their back, their arms, certain dances you have to keep in hold or keep in frame. That is big. And they will definitely ding you for points if you've got sloppy posture. Understanding a craft is the next criteria. And that's really just understanding the technique that is unique to each of the different dance styles and executing that correctly whether that be the body tone the vertical alignment your foot balancing and and just the attention to detail with the specific stylistic points of each dance type timing is very huge if your timing is off nothing will save you that's true about a lot of things (laughs) that's like just life wisdom if your timing is off nothing will save you um and you will see that oh it'll happen and it's really painful to watch (laughs) (laughs) just watching helplessly from home (laughs) So we've got posture, understanding the craft, and timing. That's three. What are the, what's the next? What's number four? Expression. So meaning like your facial expressions. You shouldn't be too serious, but you also shouldn't be too like over energetic and like cheerleader facey. You kind of have to find yeah. what fits for the style of the dance. Stamina. So just like basically having the gas to get you all the way through the end of your dance. Like these people you will see, they are going to be sweating. They will be unable to speak at the end of some of these dances because there's just so much content packed into two minutes and then telling a story so that's really important like you know understanding what is the what is the story of the dance and are you portraying that are we picking up on that and that becomes a very important part of the show and honestly that's you know I mentioned earlier being brought to tears most of the time it's because they are just so effectively telling that story and then the next criteria is styling and appearance so that's really just you know how you look and does it suit the dance does it kind of aid you in your storytelling. Uh, And then the last one is really just the connection with your dance partner, which we will definitely see this season people get voted off early and a lot of times that is you can tell it's just because like they're they're butting heads or they just kind of can't break through and make that connection with their partner and I find that that's not only something the judges notice but they just end up getting less votes because when the viewers at home are seeing these relationships build they get excited about them they get invested in them if you're not kind of having that clicky connection and that's not visible to the audience I feel like you kind of just get like written off great so let's go through those all one more time we've got posture understanding the craft timing if your timing is off nothing will save you expression stamina 
telling a story, styling an appearance, and then your connection with your dance partner. That is a lot that these judges are looking for. It's a lot of pressure for these celebs and their partners to really like, they're they're working with a lot. So I'm excited to judge them for it and see how they do. Do you remember the like the lowest score you can ever remember a, st- a star receiving? I remember Chris Kattan from Saturday Night Live. He was actually paired with one of my favorite pros, Whitney Carson, and she's great, but he just really, it was the timing, man. He could not get it together, and he got a four, which was, I don't think I'd ever seen that before. (laughs) Um, A four paddle. I think he got four from all the judges, so that's 12, but then I did Google because I was interested to see what was the lowest ever scored. Master P received a total of eight, which means he had to have gotten two threes and a two. I Master P was on one of the seasons I did not watch, so I did not witness that, but that's pretty tragic. We should definitely Google and find that dance because I'd love to see it. Is it common for dancers to get a perfect 10? I feel like it's always a journey on the show for the first 10. So it'll be kind of talked about. They'll creep up over the first few weeks and then usually middle of the season, somebody will kind of get that first 10. And then shortly thereafter, somebody will get the first perfect score. So this season, that'll be four tens. So I definitely think that they are picky about it. But then I also do think once the first ones start to go out, I feel like they start to give them out a little more liberally. So I'll be interested to see if you agree with that take. Yeah, I'm excited to see who gets the first 10. I can't wait for you to experience the first dance where you then write down like this this has to be a perfect score because there really are certain dances that it's just all the elements come together the styling the set the music the connection the choreography and like you are just like oh my gosh I'm just watching like this beautiful production this beautiful two minute epic movie is what you feel like you're watching and you get totally sucked in and you just kind of forget that you're watching like a celebrity dance and you just really get sucked into the stories I'm excited to experience that too you really described that with such passion it really like ooh, I, I can't wait to see one so now that you've told us a little bit about the scoring let's let's talk about these judges who are they what do they even know about ballroom dancing okay so there's historically there's been three judges and actually un like a lot of these other reality television with judging panel shows that you see these judges have been the same for all 30 seasons with the exception of last seasons last season during the COVID-19 pandemic Dancing with the Stars responsibly did no audience but one of their judges Len Goodman is from London did not feel comfortable traveling to be a judge for that season so he did the right thing and stayed home and Derek Huff who is a former champion and pro dancer on Dancing with the Stars stepped in and so now that Len is back to being able to be in LA for the live shows they have brought him back of course but then they also have kept Derek so now we have four judges but the original three are Carrie Ananaba, Len Goodman and Bruno Tonioli. So let me give you a little rundown quickly on each of them. So Carrie Ananaba is actually doesn't have any ballroom dancing history but she has a lot of dance and entertainment history. She was one of the original Fly Girls alongside JLo on the Fox TV show back in the early 90s and she is what I like to call the lift police because if a dance is not supposed to have a lift part of the rules are like no lifts in certain dances and you do a lift she will knock a whole point even if you have a perfect dance she will knock a whole point can we just also make a note that when you say lift you mean actually lifting another human into the air because when we were just 
shooting the shit and talking about the show. I actually, I thought that you meant lifts in their shoes. So we're just clarifying for all the folks at home that we're talking about actually lifting people in the air. So, so Miss Carrie Ann is like, yo, I don't care if you're really strong. If there isn't supposed to be a lift in the cha-cha, you better. Yeah. And you'll even notice like they do this one move where like the man picks up the girl and her legs are kind of in a split and he spins her around. But if her toe, if their toes aren't dragging on that floor, if she can tell that they come up off the floor, lift, please. She's knocking you off a point. Yeah. It's very strict. Very strict. I, I love that. I feel like you're going to like Carrie Ann. I feel like you're going to, I feel like you're going to like her spark. Our next judge is Derek Huff. So he's the newest on the panel and he is an American professional Latin and ballroom dancer. He's a choreographer, an actor, a singer. He's won Emmys for his choreography on Dancing with the Stars. He actually just won one this week. And he was on the show as a pro from 2007 to 2016. And he won six times. Six times? Wow. And who did he who did he win? So with? he won with former model Brooke Burke, uh, former Pussycat doll Nicole Scherzinger, Jennifer Gray, aka Don't Put Baby in the Corner, Kelly Pickler. And the Kelly Pickler win was pretty controversial because she beat Zendaya. And this was before Zendaya was Zendaya. And so she Well, she was still Zendaya, but she she wasn't. She wasn't like Spider-Man Zendaya. She was Disney Channel Zendaya. So she, it was before her total pop. But I watched one of those dances and it changed my life, honestly. Another one of the reasons I'm watching those shows. She really. Yeah, she's amazing. Knocked it out of the park. Who is Kelly Pinkler? Kelly Pinkler was a finalist on one of the seasons of American Idol. She's a country singer. Okay. And then Amber Riley, is she from Glee? She is. And then Bindi Irwin. Bindi Irwin. I love that. Good for her. I'm glad she won that. So these are all mirror ball winners. Great for them. And so Derek Huff was just so good. They were like, okay, you can come be a judge now. Yeah, because he kind of went off to do his own thing, like beyond being a pro on the show. And, you know, he's obviously choreographed. He's won Emmys. He actually just recently got a residency in Las Vegas. Wow. He's a triple threat. Wonderful. I'm excited to, to get to know Derek a little bit better. So let's talk about Len. Yeah. So Len Goodman is just this adorable older British gentleman who is a professional ballroom dancer, dance judge, and coach. He's been the, the head judge on Dancing with the Stars since its inception, and he runs a ballroom dancing school in the UK. Ooh, sounds fancy. Yes. He's very, very fancy. He's very the stickler for the rules, though. You know, he wants to see content, content, content. If there is not enough cha-cha content in that cha-cha, you are not getting a good score from Len. So he definitely wants to see you dance the style of dance you're assigned. If the professional takes too much creative liberty or if there's a little too much hanky-panky, you'll probably hear him say hanky-panky. He doesn't like that. He wants to see the dance technique. I appreciate that. I appreciate a stickler for the rules. Is there anything else that he's particularly strict about? Definitely posture. He will definitely call out the spaghetti arms or and then also like, in certain dances, you're supposed to lead with your heel, meaning when you take a step, you step with your heel. That's called a heel lead. He always talks about those two. Who's our last judge? Our last judge, but certainly not the least, is Bruno Tognoli. He is a fabulous Italian man who is extremely passionate about ballroom dancing and just life in general. And he will, you will feel it through the TV. He is just a... 
he is a bundle of joy and he is hilarious. He will say ridiculous and outrageous things that are just going to make us crack up. Like I'm sure we're going to end up having to have like a sidebar segment of this podcast that's just like ridiculous stuff Bruno has said this season. I'm excited to get to know all of these people and sort of pick pick and choose favorites. Do you have any favorite? Uh, favorite judge? Mm-hmm. Ugh, I think I have to go with Len just because he has so much wisdom and knowledge like he is the one who really knows what they should be doing and and I don't have that skill right so I feel like I take a lead from Len and just learning like okay what was he looking for why did Len give them a lower score than the other judges um because it's always comes down to something about the technique. That's exciting. I'm ex- really excited to get to learn about ballroom dancing through through their mentorship on Dancing with the Stars. The one and only Tyra Banks is our host this season. I have a lot of feelings about Tyra Banks. I know you have a lot of feelings about Tyra Banks. As as two millennials who grew up with America's Next Top Model, you know, what was that movie she was in with with Lindsay Lohan? Uh, Um, Model Behavior? Oh, Life Size. No, I think you're right. I think it's Life Size. I think Model Behavior was with Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Yeah. She definitely had a huge impact on my my psyche growing up, and I I don't know how I feel about watching her with Dan- on Dancing with the Stars. How do you, how do you feel about it? She's not been the host these past thirty seasons, correct? No, she just last season was her first season, and she had a rough go of it. I'm honestly I. I guess I'm not surprised that she's still here because she's Tyra Banks, but I wouldn't have been surprised if they had replaced her. She just, she stumbled and jokes didn't land and she was just kind of her over-the-top quirky Tyra and it just didn't always fit. I think it also probably didn't help that there wasn't a live audience to like react to anything, so that could have been a tough challenge for her. But I also come at it with a bias because I really stand Tom Bergeron and Aaron Andrews. So they were the hosts prior and they were hosts for several years and I just really enjoyed them. So it came as a shock to the Dancing with the Stars community when they were let go. In favor of Tyra Banks. Yeah, exactly. Like it just, it didn't sit right with me, but I am open to seeing what she does in this second season. Maybe she will have, you know, watched back the prior season and learn from her mistakes. Probably not. Um, I'm excited to see what weird things she does on national television because that will happen without fail. But she did make a really funny comment about, you know, not wanting any housewives on Dancing with the Stars, which we know she has no control over since um, the one and only Miss Kenya is a part of our Dancing with the Stars cast. Can we actually fight that and get a full housewives cast? Because that would be epic. That sounds like a really Really great idea. We need to put a call into Andy Cohen immediately. Yeah. So Jenna, I think it's about time that we dive into this season 30 cast of Dancing with the Stars. What do you think? It is absolutely time. I'm so excited. This is what I've been waiting for. This is what got me into this show is this band of wackadoos. So let's get into it. Who's our first contestant? Who are we talking about first? Our first contestant is Matt James from The Bachelor. Are you a Bachelor fan? I am not a Bachelor fan, but I do keep up with Bachelor Nation. His mom actually signed him up to be on The Bachelorette, which I think is really cool. She unfortunately passed away, but he uh, paved a new a lot of waves um, in Bachelor culture. He was the first black Bachelor, and that's 
pretty amazing for the franchise. There was some controversy, unfortunately, surrounding the woman that he chose. She was photographed at an antebellum party when she was in college, like only a few years before being a contestant on The Bachelor. And these photos surfacing set off a a very wild chain of events uh, that led to the firing of Chris Harrison and um, our current Dancing with the Stars champion, Miss Caitlin Bristow, taking his place as um, the host of The Bachelor. That's right. Jenna, I love it. You're whipping out the Dancing with the Stars facts. Caitlin Bristow is the season 29 champion. And actually, the season 28 champion was Hannah Brown, who was also Bachelorette. Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants seem to do okay. I think Hannah and Caitlin were their crown jewels on Dancing mm-hmm. with the Stars. I remember the first season, actually, Trista Sutter, the first ever um, Bachelorette, I think she was voted off first on that season. And then I think Jake Pavelka, he also I don't think did very well. But um, yeah, obviously back-to-back mirrorball trophies for Bachelor Nation. I hope that that means good juju for Matt James. How do you think he will do on Dancing with the Stars? I think he's going to do do well. I've been peeping his social media, kind of. I've been actually stalking all the season 30 contestant social medias. Doing our research. Doing our research. We'll call it that. He's in really good shape, and not that that means everything, but I definitely think it's, it's a great starting point, right? Like, he's going to be able to have the stamina to get through the dances. He's going to be able to do lifts and tricks when that comes into play uh, with a little more ease than maybe somebody who wasn't in awesome shape so I definitely think that helps him out and I also saw him do like a little body roll and you know had, it just seemed like he had some swag and some rhythm okay. so my my th- thoughts are that I think he's gonna do well I, I don't know I, I, I put down a no for him I, I just felt like does he have any dance experience I, I wasn't sure about it but um, I'm definitely putting out good vibes for him and um, we we will stay tuned to see how he does So up next is uh, Mel C of the Spice Girls. And I'm just so excited about this contestant. I mean, I grew up a huge Spice Girls fan. Which Spice Girl were you? Baby Spice. I love Baby. And to this day, I can still rock pigtails pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) I was a Ginger Spice gal. I loved her British flag dress. I just thought that was so cute. Ugh iconic. Do you think that Mel C is going to do well in Dancing with the Stars? What are your thoughts? I do. I definitely think she's going to do well. I mean, she's a Spice Girl. She's British. I just feel like maybe ballroom dancing is part of their like physical education. Like how square dancing is part of like American (laughs) phys ed. (laughs) Oh my god. I completely forgot about that, but that is actually a fact. Wait, is that, I don't know if that's a nationwide thing or just like a Northeast thing. If they were making us do that in the North, they have to be doing it ever. It has to be like a nationwide mandate. Yeah, no, square dancing was like a thing. It was a really big deal at my school. Was When we were seniors, there was like a big square dancing championship. Wait, at your high school? Yes, at my high school, like during our PE class. And (laughs) I I, didn't know what square I was going to be a part of. It was kind of like a picked last in gym class kind of thing. And last minute, somebody was like, hey, Jenna, like, come join our square. And I was like, okay, yeah. And I like joined their square. We got into it. We (laughs) practiced. We ended up winning the championship. And it was it was a really like big moment for me. So I know that it was just square dancing, but I never forget just do si do. 
I love it. And so what do you think? You think Mel is going to be good? Oh, absolutely. I think she's a fabulous dancer. You know, she hasn't stopped performing, so she's kept in shape. She's going to be great. And, yeah, she's British. So it's definitely part of PE curriculum. They know how to do... <laughs> The Foxtrot, the Tango, the Waltzy. We should probably fact check that, but I would not be surprised yeah. to find out Ballroom While we're fact checking that, let's figure out how many high schoolers in America had to like learn how to do square <laughs> dancing. But not their taxes. <laughs> Priorities, Jenna. Um, so our next contestant is Mr. Brian Austin Green, uh, most notable from 90210. Did you watch 90210 as a kid? I did. Definitely was way too young to be watching that show when I watched it. My sister and I, one year for Christmas, we asked for and got all the Barbie dolls of the entire 90210 <gasps> cast. So oh, cool. Once upon a time, I had a Brian Austin Green Barbie doll, and I really wish oh, I still had Oh, we have to find that. one on eBay. <laughs> yeah, we might need one. So I watched 90210. David wasn't my favorite character, but mm-hmm. I didn't... I didn't despise him. I just wasn't a huge fan of the Donna and David storyline. But, you know, more recently, he hasn't he hasn't been in much. He was more recently known for being married to Megan Fox. Yeah. And they, they recently divorced. And now Megan Fox is very publicly dating Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> a very public relationship. I'm actually interested to see if that gets brought up on the show. Because in the past when somebody's been going through a divorce during the time of the show or, or something tough like that, it does come out on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually kind of like their journey of moving on from that tough situation. So I will be interested to see how he navigates that and like what they say, um, especially because Machine Gun Kelly and Megan are being so public, I'm sure he's not going to hold back. So that could be some really fun television. Ooh. There's also another twist. Brian Austin Green's currently in a serious relationship with Sharna Burgess, who is one of this season's pro dancers. She is a former champion. She was the champion with Bobby Bones. So I actually think they're probably going to get paired up together. So that could definitely lead to some... They could get paired together? Yes. Oh, yeah. That seems a bit unfair. Has there been couples that have been paired together in the past? I don't remember a couple being paired together, but there have definitely been relationships that form during the season. Wow. Well, I just feel like, no, like their chemistry is being displayed on national television. Ooh, maybe, maybe this is his payback to Megan Fox. And Sharna's hot. I know Megan Fox is Megan Fox and she's super hot, but Sharna is also super hot. So I don't know how I feel about being like paired with your partner. Like if, if, if one of the scoring factors is chemistry then it feels like they already have a leg up in that competition although it would be really funny if they had no chemistry and ended up displaying that on national television while you know his ex-wife is wearing a slip at the vmas (laughs) i mean to me it's similar to one of the criteria is technique and obviously anybody that's Mm -hmm. had dance training is going to have a leg up in the technique so well that's okay you're cool with that, but you're not cool with the, the relationship chemistry being used. I'm not joining a dance competition show if I don't have any dance training. You know what I mean? Like Jenna, some people are, and you're going to see it. Okay, okay. All right, we need to we need to talk about the, the dance, right? The dance portion of this. We've, we've now dished on all of our thoughts on Brian Austin Green's prior marriage and current relationship status, but do you think he's going to be a good dancer on Dancing with the Stars? You know what? I'm having this flashback of when he was on the episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I'm pretty sure it was the episode where her aunt's 
baked her a boyfriend and I'm pretty sure it was Brian Austin Green. I think I can back you on this because I am now having that flashback as well. That's where I remember Brian Austin Green from. It was that that episode, Spirit of Teenage Witch, had a huge impact on my life. And I remember him doing like a huge dance. He did like a crazy like V, you know, if he still has those moves, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he could. I, I think he's one to watch out for. I think he's sneaking one to watch out for. My position is because his girlfriend is a pro so I just don't think that she would encourage him to sign up for the show if she didn't think he was gonna at least be decent like if she thought he was gonna embarrass himself I think she would not do it especially because this show is Brian Austin Green's Khloe Kardashian revenge bod it sounds like insider trading to me I'm still here for it I really want um, Brian Austin Green to have a comeback So moving on to our next contestant, who is Amanda Klutz. She is a former Broadway dancer and Rockette, and she is currently a host of The Talk. What do you know about Amanda Klutz? I don't know much about Amanda Klutz. I do know that her husband unfortunately passed away due to COVID, and she had recently had a baby, which is just so sad where our heart goes out to her. I think that her story will help a lot of people who are grieving right now. And um, kudos to her for for being brave and sharing it. Grief is really, really tough. Anyone going through it knows that it is a journey, not a destination. Absolutely. I'm really interested to see how they address her husband's death and how she's moving forward now on the show because they're going to address it head on. There have been a lot of people who have been dealing with a recent death of a parent or a significant other and they definitely use the show as a way to work through their grief and work through how they're going to move forward in their life. The, the Dancing with the Stars does not hold back in showing you the emotions they're dealing with. So definitely, I think we're going to need to get the tissues ready for when Amanda is dancing. How do you think she's going to do on the show? Oh, she was a rockhead. I think she's going to be fabulous. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, she's going to be fantastic. She was a rockhead. So she has the dancing ability. She's got the acting ability. You know, like she's a hat. She knows how to do character work. Yeah, I think she's going to be fantastic. And And the legs, baby. (laughs) Oh, the legs. Like when she does some of the Latin dances, they do these little leg twisties. And when they have the long legs, it is just like sometimes just seeing these women just looking so confident and sexy. Like it really makes me want to go take a ballroom dancing lesson. I just feel like that would be so fantastic for my confidence. I mean, they've been practicing for a long time. It also could be really bad for your confidence. (laughs) I might need to weigh my odds there. (laughs) Amazing. All right. Can we talk about our next contestant now? Yes. And I know you're very excited about this one. I am so excited about this one. Mike the Miz has been in my life since I was 11 years old. Um, (laughs) I watched The Real World at an absolutely inappropriate age. And I adored him. I loved him on the challenge. I thought he was just so much fun to watch. I did feel some type of way when he left the challenge to move on to the WWE. Good for him because I know it was a lifelong dream of his. I kind of lost track of him during his WWE career. I will say that at um, a sleepover party in middle school, uh, my friends and I bought a bunch of Mike the Miz apparel. (laughs) Wait, excuse me. Can you repeat that? Wait, what kind of merch are we talking about here? Trucker hats. We (laughs) bought Mike the Miz trucker hats. They were cool. We wore them unironically. Do you still have that hat? Oh my God, I wish. I definitely don't. My friends might have theirs. Yeah, we might need to reach out to them. If Mike the Miz makes it to the final, you have to buy a Mike the Miz trucker hat and wear it 
while we're watching the final episode. I mean, if Mike the Miz gets to the final, I'm going to make a Mike the Miz fathead and hang it outside my window. Like, I'm so excited to see it. I he I think he's going to be great. I think, you know, we're going to be surprised to see how well he moves. I think he also could be terrible. And maybe his body doesn't move in those ways because he's a wrestler and he's got lots of muscle. But, you know, we'll see. I'll be rooting for him. Mike the Miz. Can't wait to have you on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, that's a straight up dream. I don't think he's going to be good. That's my gut instinct. I am rooting for him. I want him to be good. I hope that on night one, he is busting a move and, and I am eating my words. But gut instinct right now... I think he, I think you're right. I think his body just being so big and muscular from being a wrestler, I just don't know if he's going to be able to move the way he needs to, but we'll see. Let's talk about our next contestant. He is the only person that could make me get on my Peloton bike, Cody Rigsby. Are you familiar with Cody Rigsby? You're going to kill me. I have never taken a Cody Rigsby class, but I promise I will take one before the premiere because I just feel like what better way to get to know Cody Rigsby than by riding Absolutely. He is an absolute delight. I think that's the best way to describe him. He's just, he, pure joy. I think he's going to be so much fun to watch. He is another reason why I'm watching this show. <laughs> and you know what? He's got the chops because he is a former professional dancer. He, he was is. a background dancer for Katy Perry, Nicki Minaj. He's done some work on Saturday Night Live. So, I mean, he, he's got a huge fan base on the Peloton. I don't know if that will translate to Dancing with the Stars, but I have a feeling it will because I feel like people who ride their Peloton – and are really into an an instructor, get really obsessed. Like, I know personally for me, that's Leanne Hainsby. I hope she's the next one chosen to be on Dancing with the Stars. ABC producers, please listen to this and get her because I love her. Um, But yeah, I think that he's going to have a huge fan base that's going to translate over, and that's going to... The combination of him actually having dance experience and having that fan base is going to make him go far. What do you think? I think he's going to be really fun to watch. I, I really can't wait for it. I think he will knock our socks off. I love that. Like, that's what I want to have happen. I love when somebody starts a season and they're just so full of energy and they have core skills needed to be really good and you can just see it. You're like, oh, this this person, it's going to be so fun to watch their journey and watch them get better and better each week. So moving on to our next contestant, who is NBA player Iman Schubert. And what do you know about him? He is a great basketball player. Uh, He had a 10-year career. He was originally drafted to the Knicks. He was traded to the Cavs. He won a championship title with the Cavs in 2016. Nice. He was most recently on the Brooklyn Nets. He signed a 10-day contract. So I don't know what that was, but I hope he got paid a lot of money for those 10 days. (laughs) He also has a reality show on E! with his wife. I've never watched it, but uh, him and his wife have a reality Mm -hmm. show. So he's got, you know, he's not going to be new to the cameras. So that could be helpful, right? Sometimes I feel like the athletes, that can be a little jarring for them or anyone that's maybe not in more of the entertainment world, you know, having the cameras on you, the lights, the costume. So, but, you know... He seems like he's no stranger to that right now. Do you think he's going to be one to watch out for on Dancing with the Stars? I don't think so. I think I don't think he's going to do great. There actually haven't been a lot of basketball players, but I think sometimes the height differential between 
the partner and the professional if there is a big height differential it just it can make the the connection awkward um and and it can kind of you know disrupt that connection with your partner part of the dance so yeah I just my gut is telling me no what do you think I don't foresee him to be to be one to watch out for I agree with you I think he's very tall the height difference might be an issue but We'll see. Yeah, maybe he'll maybe he will blow us away. So we'll see. So our next contestant is Christine Chu from Netflix Bling Empire. Do you watch? No, I do not watch Bling Empire. I do not know who she is, other than the fact that she is unbelievably rich. <laughs> yes, she is the co-owner of a plastic surgery center in wow. LA. That is what I know about her, and she's on this Netflix show. I am excited to see her first night dance, just because. The first night dances tend to be, not always, but a lot of them are themed around, like, the personality of the uh, celebrity contestant. So I'm just envisioning, like, tons of bling and glam and sparkles and a really decked out set. Uh, Obviously, I have no idea if that's what her partner is planning. But, like I said, I just feel like sometimes that they have a little bit of a theme or they have, like, a quirk about them that or what they're known for. The, they tend to lean into that a little bit on the first dance. So I think it'll be, at the least, I think it'll be a, a fun set design and a fun costume design to look Do out for. Do you think she's going to be a good dancer? <laughs> I don't. I, I haven't seen much of her, but I saw, like, one clip of her just, like, walking in some really tall high heels, and she looked a little wobbly. So I just don't know if she's going to be able to, like, spin and move very well in, in the dance yeah. shoes. But... At the same time, you know, I'm flying fairly blind here. So she could definitely uh, surprise us. I hope she surprises us. I I don't think she's going to be a great dancer. She looks to to me like she has the balance of a baby flamingo. (laughs) Going to be a fun one to watch, but maybe not. I don't think she's a mirror ball contender. I'll put it that way. They can't all be Mirabal contenders, so. Our next contestant is Melora Hardin, the actress from The Office. She was Jan. And most recently, The Bold Type, which is a show on Freeform that I watch. It's definitely meant for teenagers, but I really... Freeform has some great programming. I love Jan. I can't wait to see her. At first, I was like, "Mm, she's probably going to be terrible. And then I saw her do this little jig ditty on GMA. And I was like, she could be a contender. So I hope she gets a great partner. I think that as long as she has chemistry with her partner, she could really surprise us. I'm really rooting for Jan. In that show, The Bold Type, that I love, she really plays this successful and confident woman, which is... You just get to see her in a different light than we saw her in The Office. And she is really, like, strong and sexy in that show. And I think that's going to translate over to Dancing with the Stars. And like you said, I saw her. I also saw her do that, what would you call it? A jig ditty? She could move. So I, and I just think she's going to surprise us. Next up is uh, Jimmy Allen, the country singer. Are you familiar with Jimmy Allen? I'm not. I am. I do like country music. I used to listen to it a lot more when I and I was commuting in a car. I would listen to the country radio. But more recently, you know, I haven't been going anywhere. <laughs> so I have not been listening to the radio. And I don't know him. Do you know him? No, I'm from New York City. So I do not listen to country music. <laughs> no shots. But... I Googled him. He was the first black solo artist to win uh, New Male Artist of the Year at the uh, American Country Music Awards. 
Oh, it wow. seemed to me that he only really has like five songs, but they were cool. He'll be fun to watch and fun to learn about during during this Dancing with the Stars journey. Do you think that he is going to be uh, good at dancing? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, that's just my gut instinct. Again, I don't know much about him. He seems really adorable. Like I've been watching him on social. He seems like a sweet dude. But I will say one thing I am for sure of, if he makes it far enough, he will f- certainly perform on the show, sing one of his songs, and possibly dance to one of his songs. They they tend to do that on Dancing with the Stars when they have a a singer on the cast. Oh. Like Nelly, last season. Nelly was on Dancing with the Stars. He was, and he made it shockingly far. We're going to have to look some of those videos up on YouTube. <laughs> Nelly moved better than I expected, I will say. Our next contestant is Martin Cove, famously from The Karate Kid. Are you familiar with Martin Cove? I know that he's from The Karate Kid, and, and I know he's on the Karate Kid reboot show, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai probably gave him a bit of a resurgence. That would make sense as to why he's now getting cast. He actually has quite the filmography on Wikipedia, although I had not heard of or seen most of the films that he was in. Um, But at least it's good to know that he's working. I can't imagine that middle-aged men do that well in Dancing with the Stars, but we'll see. There's definitely been a few that have shocked the world, but most of them do not, so we will see. I think, you know, my take, he'll probably be paired with um, Emma Slater or Lindsay Arnold. Those two gals historically have been paired with the the older gentlemen. And I think that they really do a good job of like keeping it fun and and still making sure that the contestant has a good time, even if they can kind of tell from right off the bat that it, they're not going to make it very far, you know, just because they don't have the skills. Night one's going to be really interesting because really going to see the people who they've got the basic talent, there's people that are going to be standouts, and then there's going to be a few that are just like flat out, it's just not going to happen for them. So that's where I feel like Martin Cove is going to land, but maybe he'll prove me wrong. Well, our next contestant is one that I am very excited about, Jojo Siwa, who is a actress, singer, dancer. She came to fame through Dance Moms, which I used to watch as well. Uh, shocker. I also watched Dance Moms. That. But more for the moms. <laughs> yes I could see that I could see that for you Jojo has really been coming into her own lately she came out publicly last year which took so much courage yeah the reaction to that from her fan base has just been so lovely and Jojo will be the first contestant on Dancing with the Stars to have a same-sex professional partner yeah really cool really awesome to see the progression there from the Dancing with the Stars production. It will be interesting to see that dynamic play out this season because every one of these ballroom dances has a traditionally male and female part. So part of getting the technique right is following those rules, right? The rules of the style of the dance. So it will be interesting to see how they interpret Mm -hmm. that and also how the judges receive how they interpret that. Do you think she's going to be good? Definitely. I'm really excited to watch Jojo. I think that a lot of millennials probably found Jojo really triggering, you know, her bows, her side pony, her serial killer smile. Like there's a lot (laughs) happening with Jojo Siwa. But she's coming to her own, and she taken ownership of who she is, and I think that that's really cool. She's going to really help a lot of people being so open about that um, and being on Dancing with the Stars and having a same-sex partner. A lot of people are going to feel really seen by that, and that's really exciting. I'm definitely here to support JoJo Siwa. I'm sure we'll see some bows. I, I really hope that they, they burn them after, you know, maybe the first or second dance. 
I personally cannot wait to see her without that damn bow. I my prediction is she'll be wearing it week one, and she'll have. I think week one will be very classic JoJo Siwa, lots of colors, lots of sparkle, side pony, giant bow. Maybe her partner will also be wearing a giant bow. Who knows? But then I'm really excited to see the rest of her dances this season because she's gonna have to take the pony out to embody some of these new characters that she's portraying. And I think that's gonna be awesome to see this different, a little more mature, right? Like we're just so used to her being this like young girl because that's where we met her on Dance Moms. And I wanna see her start to become a woman. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Our next contestant is the one and only Kenya Moore from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Only lady that could break Tyra Banks's Real Housewives fan. Kenya is the right world girl to do it. I can't wait. She is like the ultimate villain and I mean that in the best way. She knows the assignment. Like she is there to make some waves on Real Housewives and I just think she is gonna bring that sass to the dance floor and I can't wait yes. to see it. She's Former Miss USA, came in fifth place at Miss Universe. Like, this woman knows how to perform. Um, You know, I think maybe where... My prediction for this season for Kenya is that she is going to have that basic skill set and she's going to be kind of middle of the pack at first for maybe the first few weeks. And then we're going to see her breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And this is why I think that. She is very put together. She's a pageant girl. She is used to having yeah. to, you know, keep a keep the good face, keep the smile. It's like part of this show is having different layers and having different sides to you. You don't always have to have that perfect smile. You don't always have to be you don't have to be Miss USA. You know, you need to translate your performing skills into different types of characters. And I think it's going to take her a little bit to get there, but I know she can move. I mean, that girl can twirl, right? And I just think that her her journey is going to be really awesome to watch. Our next contestant is Suni Lee, most recently of the Summer Olympics. She uh, took home the gold all-around cha- championship for us. Yeah, she did. And I am obsessed with women's gymnastics, so I watched cool. all of the competition. I watched the ones leading up to the Olympics, and then I watched the Olympics as they were happening. Appointment television, as you would call it, Jenna. <laughs> and I am just so excited to watch her. She really stepped up when Simone Biles had to step out of the competition, and she had a, I think, almost high score that for her like personal best on bars right after finding out that Simona dropped out. So this girl can handle the pressure. Just like she looks chill. Like she's doing these death defying things and she looks like she's kicking back, hanging out with her friends. You know, she just is calm, cool, and collected. Gymnasts typically do well on Dancing with the Stars, correct? They do. There have been two champions, Sean Johnson and Lori Hernandez. Several have come in fourth place. Allie Raisman, Nastia Lukin, and Simone Biles. So yeah, the women's gymnastics alumni have brought it over the last few years on Dancing with the Stars. So I think Suni's going to be right up there with them. Awesome. I can't wait to watch her. I think she's going to be fantastic. Our next uh, and final contestant is Olivia Jade. Are you familiar with Olivia Jade? I I mean, she's uh, Lori Laughlin's daughter, a.k.a. Aunt Becky from yeah. Full House. And I really only knew or found out who she was from the college admission scandal where she was outed for not being a part of the USC crew team. Despite being photoshopped in the pictures. 
really poorly shot photoshopped photos. Yeah, I had never really heard of her until then, too. She had a huge social media following, brand deals, makeup lines, all of that kind of came crashing down. You know, I think that she'll be fun to watch on Dancing with the Stars, but I'm just not really sure that the world is ready to forgive and accept Olivia Jade yet. It's pretty interesting to see this as part of her redemption tour. I just don't see her doing well in Dancing with the Stars. What do you think? I agree. I don't foresee her being an awesome ballroom dancer. I don't, I'm not sure exactly why, but I just, in my research I didn't see that she had any formal dance training and you know she's a beauty influencer so I just don't know if she's going to be a good dancer it will be interesting if she makes it far enough along to see once again how they tackle the the topic of the college admission scandal because I think it would be weird if they didn't because it was so prevalent so I think it'll be discussed and I'll be interested to see how she talks about it um and but I don't know if we'll get to see that because I don't know if I I don't truly think she's going to make it all that far so now that we've talked through all the (laughs) contestants I would love to know who are your top two and who are your bottom two who do you think is gonna take home that mirror ball trophy top two I gotta go with Suni Lee I just think that she has all the skills right she's just she's so strong she's got the stamina been watching her on social and she has a really adorable personality that I'm looking forward to see more and more and hopefully come out in her dancing and yeah I just really like her and I think she's got the skills so I so she's one of them and then the other one I gotta give it to is Jojo I mean she just has a lot going on she's got the dancing background she's got a huge fan base that are super loyal and she's also representing just such an amazing thing by being the first dancer to have the same to have a same-sex partner so it's just I just think she's gonna be all around she's gonna be a great dancer and also a fan I agree with you I think Jojo is one to look out for she's a huge fan base she is a dancer I think that she knows how to bring it I think she is gonna go so far I can't wait to watch it my other top is Cody Rigsby I think he's gonna be great he's a dancer he also knows how to bring it he just admits pure life and energy and people are going to fall in love with him. I'm telling you, he's one to watch out for. You you stand I, I really do. I do. Say. He reminds me of my dentist. So <laughs> I love my dentist. Most people, if you reminded of, of their dentist, would not like him. But this dentist is like a gift from the heavens. Wow. I'm going to have to get his number. Who is on the bottom of your list? Olivia Jade. <laughs> I just, I just don't see it. And I think you're right. I don't think she's going to have the fan base and I don't think she's going to have the skill set. So yeah, she's, she's in my bottom two. And then Iman Schumpert, just again, I, I don't know that he's going to be able to move the way that he needs to. I, you know, he's a big, a big dude and, and he's lanky. And sometimes that can just be hard to control the technique and the posture. And then like we had talked about earlier, the connection with partner can be tough because of the size differential. So he's my other one. What about you? Who are your bottom two? Olivia Jade is in my bottom two or kind of down there. I The two I put down were Martin Cove and Christine Chu. I just don't see either one of them bringing the fans or the skill it's going to take to bring home that mirror ball. But I hope that they surprise me. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's really important for people who haven't watched the show before to know that the fan votes really are important. It's really easy to focus on the judges scores right because we get those right away we hear their feedback but the 
votes are just as important as those judges scores and there will be people that go home that will be shocked about because they are amazing dancers but the reason they go home is because they don't get the fan vote i think that we have covered everything for the start of dancing with this star should we tango on out of here Absolutely. And thank you so much to the listeners, for everyone for joining this very first episode of the Chit Talk Tango. Thank you for joining us for the Shit Talk Tango. If you want to follow along on our Dancing with the Stars journey, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Shit Talk Tango. If you enjoyed this pod, please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Shit Talk Tango.